Two Locks and a Cox. From Dylan's Radio X. With X Communicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X Communicate. Welcome to episode 19 of Two Locks and a Cox with the mystic mag of rugby union, Ian Dunstan, Dame Sarah Cox, the lady of the realm, and myself, Chris Bentley. This week on episode 19, we're nearly at 20, on the field, the Chiefs keep winning, and the local rugby roundout, off the field, the law of foreign rugby, with a special focus on Joey App, off to the Wallaroos, the groundbreaking Guinness Six Nations, and the Women's Rugby World Cup kicking off in Sunderland. Why are you, man? That was nice. In the bin. <laughs> the continuing violence creeping into the game. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X. So that was quite serious. So Mystic Mag, what do you know? What's in your crystal ball? I think you know, I'm probably more like Septic Peg than Mystic Meg, but you know, thanks for that great introduction. Where at did least, you get Mystic Meg from? Yeah, at least no fat shaming this week, which is good. I knew that if I said Mystic Meg, he'd say Septic Peg. I knew that. How I was did like, you know? Because I am of the other realm. Because it, because it essentially, I have the gift. I've got the same terrible chat that Chris has been around me for the last twenty years. So. That's no, very good we were point, watching. Yeah. We've been watching loads of stuff on BBC Two. Um, on I play about ghost stories and stuff in our house recently. So I'm just getting all I'm all in tune with it at the moment. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm like okay. I'm like a medium, like a spirit medium. I haven't heard Mystic Mag for years. What did you years, introduce years. the Devon Dame as? I forgot. Didn't Nothing. Just Devon Dame of the Realm. No, it's Dame of the Realm. For, for, for long term listeners, you'll realise every episode Ian gets a different introduction. Coxie is always Dame Sarah Cox. The realm, and I'm just Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, what do they call me at work again? Dame, Dame Doris, Doris of Devon. Devon. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who likes it when it's Dimpsey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Luke's the little prince of Exeter Castle. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine. So, just be careful here, guys. You could cross a line. Yeah. Oh, someone's got their phone on. Not me. I'm on aeroplane mode. What's the line? What line could we cross? Yeah. What? Well, no. If you if you're going to say is that what is the little lord of Exeter Castle? That you know he no, might be upset about prince. that. He the might be upset about that. Well, that's, be careful. that's coming into the in the bin section at the end, which we'll talk about later. Let's let. Should we talk about rugby? Or do you want to have a chat about the world for it? Just have a the chat world. About Can we talk about Friday night? I went for a magnificent dinner, which was great, even though you hosted it. Oh, the rugger ball with the Steve Edwards. Rugger ball, Steve Edwards, rugger coffee. Drink great. coffee, do good. There are other coffees available, but rugger coffee's nice. Mental health charities, both there, really, really good. Uh, had the the pleasure or their displeasure of sitting next to Fionn Lewis and Gwen Crabb, the Welsh internationals who were both say it injured. like it is podcast. Who it is say say it is how it is say it what like it was it, no say it is how it is <laughs> uh, which is what she did and she's from Cardiff in Wales uh, which she told me at the beginning which of course I then grabbed on for all night wow thanks for teaching me that Cardiff was in Wales uh, but they were real great characters real great but Andy Goode did a good bit that was nice and there was some good uh, money raised for those charities so. yeah. Yeah, I quite like uh, Andy Good was an interesting table guest. Um, I sat with him throughout. You had a good chat with him after. What I quite liked more than anything was he had stories, and he just sort of went, oh, "I'll tell you this story now." And it wasn't, it wasn't. I've seen some people who are so polished, and it's a scriptwriter's written their story. Whereas Goody actually had these are my stories, and I'll tell you them as I see the room is responding, which I quite liked. Yeah, well, let's not name the shiny ones, but I know the exact ones you've been to because I've been to see them a few times and they're almost exactly the same and the stories just get slightly rotated. Yes, correct. So, Why no, did great, I not get an invite to this? Oh, I did. You were in front of did, yeah. No, I was in you Italy. Italy. So yeah, there, in Italy. You just said that because you wanted to drop the... What were you doing in Italy, Coxie? Uh, I was at a European game. Um, it was Zebra against Cheetahs. 
which apparently cheetahs don't I bet play. you the cheetahs won. <laughs> that, you, you also you knew that was coming and I, I just you were laughing before you'd even finished what and you referee 15 uh, cheaters against 15 cheaters or cheaters uh, as, cheaters versus zebras the cheaters like, zebras are going down were you, were you, were you in the middle no you, I was oh, running touch I bet the like, look over there they're throwing the ball the other way Stop oh. cheating. We, we cannot help it. We are the cheaters. That's Italian. That you know, was Italian, but the South cheaters Africa. are South <laughs> And they'll go, we're zebras. You can't see us. We've got stripes. I mean, they had amazing kit. Technically, technically, it is completely wrong. Because you've got zebras in Italy and cheetahs. Um, uh, the cheetahs in South Africa is fine, but the zebras in Italy is wrong. Why is that? They're just horses with stripes. Yeah, but you don't have zebras indigenous to Italy. Well, you do. Where? In a zoo? Yeah, there you go. It's fine. It's not indigenous, though, is no, it? it's not really. <laughs> oh, all right, let's not give me a lesson on what, what animal could the Italians be? What's, what, 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 when you think of Italy, what animal do you think of? I don't. The pasta animal. Well, <laughs> I no, just think actually, pasta. Actually, pasta and Aperol if everybody spreads. wants to have a giggle, look up... Um, <laughs> Chinky-dee-chink, It's Dominic the donkey. He's the, he's the Italian <laughs> Christmas donkey. Dominic the donkey. Dun, 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 I've never seen dun, you get embarrassed, dun, 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 dun. but it's happening <laughs> <laughs> Brad, uh, the bully, Brad, rugby Brad's, god, is now shaking Brad, the rugby his god has, has held up a piece of paper saying, Chris, talk about rugby. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, Chris, technically please we are. do me a favour, never, ever sing on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so, so Coxie, how was your Italian experience? How did the game go? Very good, very good. And did they have crazy European kits? Uh, they, um, so yes, they did, yeah. Um, Zebra's kit was pink, white and blue. It was amazing. Um, cheetahs are just a, an orange, um, but no, it was in, it was interesting rugby to be honest because you're you're bringing over a, a team in the cheetahs that haven't played I think in a league structure since March, um, so that was interesting in itself. Obviously, zebra at the moment, as I understand it, are not doing so well. Can't buy it. They, they got a decent result a few weeks ago. Was yeah, it? but before that, I think I they were struggling a, a little bit. Yeah, um, and they had former chief Matt Kavazic in their lineup for a while. High penalty count. Any cards? Um, Herding cats? It, it was yes. It's a little bit different. It's different type of rugby. Um, they play different rugby than, I, and I think we forget as um, sort of the the Premiership. Well, the Dame. The Dame's button just we'll start hit the microphone as he was moving out. Her dyspraxia is kicking in. It is. Come on, it? tell us about the game. I think we forget um, in English rugby, and when when we're a part of English rugby as well, is that. It's all quite structured, um, and it's all very well drilled. And if in doubt, some, box kick. Yeah, if in doubt, box kick. Um, the handling skills are quite sharp, um, and we've got quite a lot of control over that league um, when it comes to like refereeing as well. So we can have discussions, like like you've seen me coming in today. Um, on that phone call that we're discussing what's happening in Europe. So as a referee unit, we're we're still all on one page. Um, but when you go into that and you've got two teams, one's in the Curry Cup, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, the equivalent to championship in this country, and one's in the equivalent to the premiership, they're playing two very different styles of rugby and then they collide almost and in this paradox of them trying to work out how they're both going to play and at times it's just very very messy um and the breakdown is is done very differently to to how we do in the premiership but anyone on their feet (laughs) exactly no but it was it was good though a really nice experience um palmer's beautiful and we stayed in milan which is even more beautiful um we met some great people. There's a couple of faces that we recognise, a couple of Bristol boys. All um, important question, though, what was the aftermatch like? If you're in Parma, I'm hoping there is a 
bucket so you don't, load of hell. So you don't actually have after matches anymore? What? Yeah, no, I know. So so they're they're long gone now. So since COVID, I don't I think I've done probably two after matches and I've done a few internationals. They just don't exist anymore. So you play the game, you get changed, you go home. Pretty much. So oh so we played the gosh. game, got six pizzas delivered into our changing room. Um which were they good? They were actually really good, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that of course you, of course you ate Mate, the yeah. one my one thing my, my one abiding memory of Italy is everywhere you eat, doesn't matter where, it's amazing. Yes, like I, genuinely. I, we, we played Cavallari back in the day, and I was like, I, I reckon I put about four kilos in the weekend we were away. Yeah, the pasta like, is phenomenal. Oh, unreal. Oh, like, oh, honestly, unreal. And because we're in Parma, mm-hmm. Parma ham. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned the ham. Yeah, we, well, we had to sample some of that as well. Um, so, no, it, as an experience, it was amazing. Really, okay. really good. And did um, you say who won? Cheetahs did. Of course they did. Yeah. Cheetah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> they, won't get, they won't get far in the competition because cheetahs never prosper. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew he was going to say that. So, continuing our um, our European odyssey, let's let's go. Let's talk about the Chiefs and how they absolutely battered Toulon. Like the game we... was never ever was a moment in that game where I thought Chiefs are going to win this. You know, they, they, I'm glad you carried on. They were 18-5 down. Never in I was, uh, an intercept for the Chiefs with their five, and Toulon just put their power game on and went 18 up. I was like, no, we're, we're putting them where we want them. We're yeah. setting them up. Let's get them in at half time so they go. Look, guys, let's carry on with this. 18-5. We're in the lead look around you've got multiple internationals here with so many caps we've got nine million quid we've spent you know they're way under their salary cap we've, for we've, this. Done, we've done the pilu pilu this is yeah we've done place. this we've fired everyone up look at them they're all kids you know some of you there got was, pants older there, than them there was a bit of fortune for the chiefs of course um, there was because the, 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 the big the, the telling factor was they subbed the scrum off put the reserve scrum on bryce doolin i think it was and mm. then he did his, he did a really painful injury whatever he did it was a proper painful one how there was no card from that and they moved their 10 into 9 and he didn't have a clue what he was doing no they lost their shape and you suddenly saw it's Charlotte Olivier he's, he's the captain of France and you've got these mega rugby players just suddenly start to lose their head and you saw the Chiefs like it was, it was like lads so we can win this Bigger's going um, to be playing there isn't he Yes. Did you see the interview with him pre the game? Did you was he just really it? arrogant? No, no, no. He was really good. He was, he was really good. You know, I, I d- dislike him the way he talks to other people, but he did a really good interview, and I'm sure he's a really nice bloke. Uh, but he said, "Oh, there's certain things we've got to watch with these Chiefs. They're a young side, and their defence, their line speed is just absolutely insane, mm. and that's what won it for them. So, mm. wasn't it? The interception was just was pure line speed, and the, Harvey Skinner's interception, yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. How do you not lose your legs halfway through? I <laughs> he, had to, he had to hit the overs line. The wing, the wing yeah. got him, and he's like, "I'm going to go for the corner." He's like, "Ah, Conver- conversion can go the distance here. I just got to score this." There is yeah, nothing worse when you see that as a referee, and you're like, "Oh God, I've got to follow this," and you can't get twenty twoed, yeah. so they can't score, and you're outside the twenty two, <laughs> and people will find the wide angle to oh, make yes. sure you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was immense, wasn't it? And that, and he was like, "Well, I don't have to kick it, so I'm just going to go out and do that." But then it was the it was the line speed from then on that just put them off their uh, the, the nine slowly get clean it's slowly starting to get there and the, the big thing that the Chiefs did was they just hung on first 20 minutes we weren't really throwing any blows it was right let's hang on let's put our defence into them give them the ball defend hard but I, and, but... and Toulon they had a couple of minutes where they put their power game on and we did not have the reply. I, I, oh, but no, I also no. think but. that that first 20 minutes, you're you're also trying to work out what that other team is doing. Mm. So, again, French rugby has played very differently to URC, to, to Premiership. So I think teams are spending a little bit of time just working out what's going to happen next and mm. how they can combat that. And, okay. then, and then once you know... 
then you're happy days, aren't you? Because you, you've spent that 20 minutes just working it all out and then you can play your game. Mm. You know how the breakdown's going to be refereed, you know how the set piece is going to be refereed and then you've got a better understanding of, of what's like, happening It's like heavyweight next. boxers feeling each other out. But the, the impressive thing for me as, as a big donkey was the work of um, Ethan Roots, Jack Vermeulen, Russ Tuima, the big man, Aaron Painter, getting in the way. And, and Toulon had a huge team. And the Chiefs were actually, they weighed in heavier as a pack, but it was the work that we did just to nullify so much of where Toulon get their momentum, get their game going. And Jack Vermeulen even made the Midi Olympique uh, Team of the Week. And, and, and for the layman watching, you didn't really see him do much. He wasn't any 50-yard breaks, wasn't any mega passes. He was just a huge man putting his body on the line. Like, he was a proper... It doesn't know what he looks like. One. He was like a battle orc from Lord of the Rings. Like, silent assassin. He just, had a, he just had a... And he scored his try, but he, just, well, he ran over a little fella. But he just had a real hunger for the battle. And and when you've got the old... And he's a senior player in that squad now, and he's leading it. And Roots has been phenomenal as well, just just doing the hard yards. And now Tuima's starting to step into that place. And Painter's now starting to get it mentioned with, in dispatches as a possible England bolter. And you're seeing this team starting to, to grow. But one thing I want to come back to, though, is Ian, you said that there, there should have been a, a penalty for the scrum half, which was a key moment. Chiefs are on the break. The reserve scrum half comes in, goes to put his hand into the ruck and gets absolutely battered in a ruck. You, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's just a shoulder came flying in and the ref had to replay it to look at uh, how the injury occurred to the player. And the injury occurred to the player because he used his shoulder, no wrap, and there was the head contact. And there was probably, he would have mitigated it down by doing different things, but he just chose to play on. The player was going to go off with that. It was fairly obvious. And he made that decision uh, for it. I mean, uh, Olivier in his um, aftermatch... <laughs> Uh, what do you want me to call him? I can't help it. I'm part Aww. French, aren't I? If I'd say Aww. something French, I'll have to say it in a French accent. So Bugger, bugger, bugger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to own silver coming passoire. Anyway, oh, so God, as I goes. said now, it's like that. So um, he, he didn't blame the referee, but of course when you're uh, quite senior in the team and quite senior in France and you've just lost to a load of kids who've come into your playground, um, and one of the things was he said we didn't adjust to the referee and the differences of a non-French ref. Hmm. It is, they are different. They are oh, different. Yeah, totally. totally. You, you, you do have to, to be ready because, again, we've done a couple of exchanges um, between Premiership and France. And it was Luke Ramos that came over and did the Quinns game, um, I think it was a, a week ago, um, on the Friday night. And he referees differently to what, what we might. Now, the, the, some of the principles and the blueprint is, is the oh, same. What, run forwards, pass backwards. No, I've, I've, no I've, I've, I've got a story I can't tell on air about Carlo Damasco when he came for a warm-up for the Six Nations and he refereed us at Otley. Oh, really? Yeah, I won't tell you on air. <laughs> No, it's fine. So it's things, isn't it? If anybody, like the, if anybody wants to know, they can ask me and I'll tell them, but I can't tell you on air. It's like the breakdown, isn't it? As long as the ball... If you remember Chiefs a few years ago, we just used to fly over the man on the floor. Um, well, Rob used to say the refs, yeah. the, the refs are not concerned about uh, anything beyond the ruck. If you, can, if you can get beyond the ball and free up the ball, the refs will not care how you get yourself there. Whereas and, I saw... And the coaching maxim was, if you're beyond the ball and the ref can see a ball is there to be played, if you throw yourself in headfirst at someone's ankles, just get it done. Whereas Newland got done for it because yeah. he went over. The guy, the Toulon player just disappeared. Did the bullfighter. <laughs> Ole! Yeah, exactly. For me, flew over and the referee gave it. The ball was there to play, but, but they were looking for that. Very similar movement. Billy Vanapola got sent off. Uh, did, no, yeah. Billy's was just clumsy and just, yeah, lazy. I, know, I mean, how bad was it? All the England teams won, but Saracens. God, that was tough to take. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. was hard. I, Saracens went full gun as well. You know, we, we, they, they went with their full team and they lost. I was really sad for them. 
Ouch, Chris. Ouch. Yeah. Salty m- moment of silent for Saracens. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, and then uh, and Chiefs, let's roll it through. Let's roll it through. We're staying we, we, with the Chiefs. Yeah, but we're it getting into the we're getting into the final moments. Brilliant. Henry Slade steps up. The referee adjusts him because he's tried to steal a yard. Moves him out. You're in Toulon. Last kick of the game. This wins it or loses it. Henry's a machine. Well, I, I, I've been writing in the paper for 13 years and I call him King Henry Slade. <laughs> no, but he's a machine. He's, he's, he's a little bit... He, he drills. You know, he has to do, do everything like three times, doesn't he? Uh, and he's got that and his setup and his routine. Don't forget he had Johnny teaching in the other week a bit of extra kicking stuff like that. And how when any uh, media comes up, uh, everyone in the team boos him or does that because mm. obviously he's the superstar of the club and all that. So if his, his face appears in a video yeah. or something, they all boo Jack, him. Jack Yendall made a beeline for him uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, to just like rub his just rub his face very aggressively yeah. Jack Yandel is a son of credit in rugby club incidentally Mark Gully I know you wanted a shout out you've just got it so he's a credit in rugby club hero as well he Still is playing. indeed but uh, yeah moving to the women can we talk about the women game have we, have we finished the male game already well I'm looking at we're 15 minutes oh, in Chris we've got I don't mind to get we've got a wax lyrical This we went to too yeah, long do, do you know what? haven't been there for 10 years the Stade Mayol you know one by top, one point top of the French league and she's turned up, and I don't think many people expected much of the Chiefs. Let's go back. Nine million pound salary cap in for Toulon. Yeah, I don't think many people expected much of the Chiefs, and the Chiefs beat Toulon. I, I was actually thinking about putting a tweet out. This is one of the most important victories for the Chiefs of this era. And genuinely it was, because there's so many young lads there who have won one away game in in Newcastle. Three on European debut. And now, all of a sudden, they've won this. There's a new guy appeared on Twitter who loves his stats as well for the Chiefs stuff. I asked him to work out the average age of uh, the Chiefs site because I was too lazy to do it. But I know the granddad was Ollie Woodburn, who's, who's a whole 32 years old. Oh, Tommy Wyatt's 24, and then there's these, all these Tommy, young... Tommy Wyatt can step people like nobody else I've seen. In a phone he's, box. He's not in a phone box. It's not in a phone box because it's in motion. So he's running, and defenders are running with him, and he'll go one way, go the other way, go the other way, and they fall over themselves. Yeah. It's like he's got a sniper in the stands helping him out, like, just keep him moving, Tommy. And I've got him. And then they take him out. He's another son of Timoth, isn't he, I believe? Is he? Yeah, I think he so came he's from Timoth. If, if he's from Timoth, then he's tough as teak. Yeah, so, uh, I, and that's great, isn't it? All these Triple young lads... They've just now um, uh, they've gone to Toulon and they've won an away game against that side. And that's... my favourite bit of the lot was on their Jet Two charter flight back <laughs> with Frosty singing on yeah. the tannoy, and yeah. you're going, "Yes, I love that." Mm. And the thing that made it even better was there were some people on the flight that were not part of the Chiefs entourage, or, really? there, or there must have been supporters up the back. No, you could buy seats sort of, on them. That were sat there going. Like, I just want to go home now. I've been drinking for three days, and there's these drunken reprobates not doing an announcement, but they're singing songs. Oh, I didn't Loved know. It. I didn't know you could get on their yeah, so flight. There's, there, yeah, there's now some tickets to Bay on the next one in yeah. January that are still available. It's really good value as well. So it includes a match ticket, the flights, uh, or maybe it's the transfer, but not the hotels. So you're going on the team uh, team plane with them. Uh, oh, what wow. a great way to fill a charter, and what a great yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, that's a that great is, idea. That, that, that is, is money can't buy, but money is buying. It's, yeah. it's not that expensive. It's not. It's not really? horrendous. Well, if, if you want to do a ridiculous Christmas present, contact the Chiefs and mm. take yourself to Bayon because Bayon is. I lived in Biarritz, which is like five minutes away for nearly a year. It's amazing. There and you're so on so you... much weight. Well, so much weight. No, you put on weight because you went to the bakery and had a croissant every morning. And <laughs> your only role in rugby was <laughs> to carry Serge Betson's <laughs> bag. <Singular. laughs> 
Sing it. I was eating. I was eating croissants every day. I was, every I, was, I, was, I, was, I was feeding the. the, the, the I was feeding the, 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 the geese. Yeah, to, huge amounts of, of feed, so I could get more foie gras. Give me more. I was like Mr. Creosote from uh, Monty Python. Oh he had to get up at six more. o'clock and deliver his bread round to Serge Betson's house. Yeah, Eagle yeah. Starish, here is your bread for today. Yeah, you, can have, you can have your boots back that I've polished. Sir. <laughs> it was actually Jean-Michel Gonzalez. That oh, there you go. There was someone. Oh, no, oh, yeah. We oh, knew. We oh, knew. No, it was Dimitri Ashvili. No, it wasn't. No, it was oh. Nicola Bruce. Oh, God. oh goodness, I don't so even know them. who these people oh, are. Denny Avril. Oh. There is a road, Avenue Serge Betson, in Nürburgring. It's amazing. There's also Pascal Andart's bar. I used to go in there quite so. a lot. I was good yeah. on the show, scrap on the road. Anyway, so yeah, you can do that. And I think uh, Leicester Games completely sold out at Chiefs as well. The only way you can get it is with hospitality. Cool. Oh, nice. I'll be in is, that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be really good, and it's nice to see a, a sold-out game in what is a challenging time to put bums on seats in the uh, in this you know the whole Premiership clubs. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and uh, who've they got next week? Is it Munster? Munster, Munster at, home? at home on Sunday, uh, which then segues really nicely into the Saturday game, which is televised. Yes. Which is. Gloucester. Gloucester. Gloucester Hartbury. Gloucester I did, that's why I learned what they call themselves. Cause yes, because they've got a, a strong affiliation with the Hartbury University side of things. So Gwen Crabb, my new friend, um, uh, she plays for, for Gloucester Hartbury, but she yeah. only called them Hartbury, I think, or Gloucester. I can't well, can we, hang on, anyway. can we come back to the game that the Chiefs women played this weekend against Harlequins? This weekend, So we've yeah. talked about the men's game. We should give the, so the women's game 52-27 victory at Harlequins, yeah. and Harlequins have had a fall from grace. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. They were top of the table and they were, the for what, probably about three, four years, they were competing against Saracens and it was those two that were bounced between one and two and then over the last kind of year or so, Harlequins have sort of switched places with a few and then found themselves on a slippery slope by the looks of things. Um, Harlequins have become rubbish. Your words. They weren't that good. Your words. And they're <laughs> where in the table right now? I believe they're bottom of the so, table. So it's a big statement, but Harlequins have, have had, like Chris said, a bit of a fall from grace, haven't they? Yeah, but I'm, I'll and be honest with you. I'm looking at this Chiefs team, and it is stacked. It's a good team. So just yeah. just on the bench, you've got Nicola Friday, who's captained Ireland, yep. Maisie Allen, who's playing for England, uh, Laurie Kramer, who plays for Australia. I think Pan- Panesh Mazumba plays for South Africa. So that, that's on the bench. Yep. Um, and then you go into the team and it's just like internationals everywhere. Yeah. Um, intergalactic. And then Abby Middlebrook just holding up the, the, the line for Legend, glamour. Yeah, glamour for, forwards. For Exeter. It's, she is, <laughs> she is <laughs> very glamorous for a prop. She is. Oh. She's, well, no, she's just very glamorous, is full it, stop. She's just yeah. a glamorous human. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and her dad's great as well. Bless yeah. him. They're proper... But we need to champion guys like, girls like Abby because she's she's a character. She's, be, she's One of the things with the Chiefs, if you follow um, Star Trek... The Chiefs are like the Borg. That if you knock one over, another one that's exactly the same comes along, and, and individuals don't sort of survive very well. But what I really enjoy is that Abby's going, "No, I'm going to have my tan. I'm going to put my makeup on. I'm going to look the, the nuts as a yeah, prop." Yeah, and it's yeah, like, she stands on. by it. Yeah, no, they, there's a couple of characters in the women's game a bit like that, where they're like they're, they're breaking that mold of the typical rugby player, and that male or female, it's like, well, actually, no, I'm going to be who I want to be. Mm. It's like Ollie Hassel Collins. Um, yeah. He turns around and says, well, yeah, I do have my cats, I do paint my fingernails, and I do have my, my tattoos, so, and? And I think it's really nice. Like, I think we're, we're in a position now where we're starting to actually accept that there are different human beings on the planet, and it doesn't mean that 
you can't then. You don't not just have play. to be a rugger bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't Did have to. Did Gabby Did yeah. Gabby say it loud? Uh, <laughs> and Chelsea Bitches. And Chelsea I don't know if Gabby said it loud on the pod or that. She said, "Yeah, of course. Look at me. I'm fit and I'm high maintenance." She was. I don't know if, you, if she didn't say it on the pod, she said it to us or said it to me, and I heard it. Um, uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the middle aged man just yeah, suddenly realised the avenue it? he's gone down. Yeah, I know. he has. He <laughs> has. It's because when I when I put it on LinkedIn, I put, "Listen to this one. It was great." Uh, Gabby talks really well and she's fit. And then, like, oh, I had a few. Oh, no. did I, you? I had a I few also, private messages and I had to put in brackets her words. I also. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, go on, carry on. <laughs> I guess, I, I'm, I'm away. I couldn't put on LinkedIn, obviously, that I thought someone was fit. You can. She is fit. She's a professional rugby player. There you go. Oh, There's also God. Maddie Fianati's playing for the Chiefs as well. And her, uh, her, her um, old man, uh, Zach Fianati, was at Bath and was a megastar. Oh, wow. Yeah, proper back Didn't rower. know that. Oh, and oh, she, that's she very played for. Um, Wellington over in New Zealand. Yeah. No, um, that game was, it It seemed a good game, to be fair. So it was televised as well on TNT, which I think is a massive step forward again because every single week there is a game that's televised and it's it's opening up. And yes, it's still behind a bit of a paywall, but it's still a step forward. So you're getting some coverage now yeah. and there's the ability to, to go on and see it. The good camera angles, you've got a TMO in there. There's There's a difference between then you're sort of ones that aren't televised. You've got a bit more to it. There's a bit well, more Well, it's there. It's, yeah. just, it's straight on a TNT button or an app, whereas when the WXV on, which is great, you had to bury through ITVX yeah, to try yeah. and find it, and, yeah. and it wasn't there. So it's really good. Yeah, I think I went straight from watching the Chiefs men to watching the Chiefs women, and it was great, and then on to watching one of the other 10 games that were on, which took most of my weekend. Yeah, yeah. it is a bit ridiculous, just the, the huge rugby... There is a lot of rugby on at the moment, a lot of rugby. But the the game itself, it it, it, it was quite entertaining to watch. Sort of like old school Super 14, you score, we score. Well, actually, well, we, no, score, we, score, we get 28 no. points to five up at half time, and yes. then, then we yeah. just open it up and everyone can score. The, what we say with rugby teams, isn't it? You can play and you can you can work for so long, hard, 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 and then you start getting tired and there were dog legs, and, uh, and that's when the Chiefs really kept their fitness and up to gear. That's where they showed their class in that and, second and half. I, I always find it difficult. It's Merrin Doige. Because it's 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 a it's a very West Country name in it, Doige, D O D G E, D O I D G E. Yeah. And I yeah. say I'd want to say Dodge, but you got to say Doige. <laughs> I think Dodge. I think it's a great name for a, for a fullback. Yeah, yeah, good point actually. Yeah, yeah, very good point. She obviously should well, have played a hat trick. Well, she there did. you go. Yeah. Player of the day. And yeah. she's on the bottle of signature Shiraz off her to the Chiefs, which I drank on Friday night. So she was on the front of the bottle I had. And did you, right, irrespective of the fact she's on it, is it a nice bottle? Because I've had a few people say the Rob Baxter one wasn't very tasty. I'm not a wine drinker, so I've got no comment. It's the same wine. It's nice. It's good. What do yeah. you drink? Because you don't drink coffee. You don't drink tea. You don't drink any hot drinks, in fact. He you don't drink chocolate. wine. I, I have the palate water. of a 12-year-old. So look, yeah. I've even got my bottle of Vimto here. Yeah, no, I know. You carry that thing everywhere. <sighs> I love Vimto. There's more culture in a yoghurt than Chris Bentley. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with that as well. Um, so yeah, so so just to round up the, the game itself. Um, yeah, that, that, like... It, Chiefs were, were quite clearly dominant in, in the game. Um, however, the, the Harlequins intercept try from Sarah Bonner, the full length pretty much of the pitch from a second rower and no one quarter. <sighs> and I, th- I think she could have scored. She didn't have to offload to Flo Robinson, of whom used to play for Exeter, um, but did. So Flo scored it. But I've, I don't think I've seen a, a second row move like that before. Unless you've looked and seen Bentos gets a nosebleed on YouTube. Dean Mum? Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Mate, actually, Steve Parrott did yeah. a video of me running, and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And it also shows the development of the of the Sandy Park. 
Okay. Because anyway. it was that was with the original grandstand. You have to, sometimes you do have to take stock and just realise just how far the extra chiefs have come in in such a short space of time. Yeah, and no, I had to watch the video on double speed to make it even watchable. <laughs> oh no, but, but joviality aside, I, I still feel like I'm a relatively young human. I played at the county ground against Manchester, and they arrived without their kit and wore our away kit while we played them. We beat them by ninety odd points, but that was where Chiefs were in living memory. And now to see them going to Toulon and beating the top team and having a women's team that are going to Harlequins and battering them and with the team stacked with internationals, you're like, extra Chiefs have moved. Guillaume Apinier, the French philosopher, once said, sometimes in the pursuit of happiness, it pays to pause and be happy. And it's very important if you're an extra Chiefs supporter and fan, just be happy about what you've got because 20 years ago, you didn't have that. And that's great, isn't it? Because the the, the history that uh, is there of, of the Chiefs side, we're making history every single week as the uh, as the women's side, you know, being towards the top of the table with other teams, uh, and putting you know points over this Harlequins team like we did in uh, with ease in that second half where their defence sort of I didn't it capit- capitulate easy word for you to say, but but they were just looking tired or they were looking like someone was looking for answers from the side of who was going to lead the defence uh, and nobody really stepped up and they didn't lead the defence and then it set the dog legs and the women scored like classic tries so there were some forward moves off of the line out that was great no Ian Beals though I need to talk to the no you're a bit coach. disappointed in that yeah aren't you? I know <laughs> they're, they're like sex panther they are 70% of the time they work every time yeah. <laughs> the front feel <laughs> classic move um, uh, but you know just, just classic set line outs and we're just going to push you over the line and score this and I, I, I don't don't know the exact stats, but it was nice seeing uh, forwards score tries as well as backs, and and I think it was fairly even. Um, uh, Gabby got one over the line, didn't she? I saw her score, and as we said, uh, um, uh, Dodge. I'm going to call her. I don't care. It was Devonian because it's just a great name for a rugby player. Dodge uh, got a hat trick, and uh, and that was great to see. And it's difficult watching the two sides, the men's and the women, because they're coached differently, but they actually, the, the, it appears that when you wear that badge, you've got just that something else, that um, the, 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 the culture's really good, that the, the women play for each other. And even though they're from lots of different countries and uh, and the team changes a lot because of internationals and all the other fixtures that, that you have, um, there's there's a really good culture within the team. And uh, yeah, Susie's done a good, uh, good job. There were, Two girls that are now playing at Quinns. I think, yep. yeah, two, they're, they're there and, um, you know, they've left Chiefs and, Abby and uh, Flo. Yeah, Abby and Flo, yeah, they've, they've left Chiefs and gone there and, uh, and they've lost to them. And uh, I mean, that must really hurt um, with that because I think the score could have been more. They, the Quins were there for the first 20 minutes and then you know, whatever was said at half-time just didn't help because whatever Susie said to uh, to the Chiefs side, they, they just came out and uh, they started. As soon as that whistle was there, boom, they went off. And, uh, yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And it was a good game to watch as well. Um, despite the score, I think, like you say, Exeter have, have built something quite special, haven't they? And, and like the men as well. And, and I think... That in itself brings the club up again, doesn't it? And it, it brings the rest of the league up as well. And I think that's really important is that we're actually getting some teams that are moving around a little bit. So Sale, they're moving differently to, to what they did last year. They've made some really nice sign-ins. Um, and there's a really interesting conversation that they they have. Um, I think it's the good, the bad and the, the rugby, actually, that um, talked to Mrs Orange, that is the owner of, of Sale. 
and they talk about the signings and wanting people and and wanting internationals to come over and and be a part of the league and it's an interesting concept around sort of what that looks like for for the internationals and the the sort of cap I guess that uh, the RFU have put on about English qualified English qualified players and stuff so I think at the moment it's in this real nice infancy of the league is starting to move again it's not just two teams that are sat at the top of it it's not just your Saracens and Harlequins now you're actually getting a lot more contenders you gain your Gloucester Hartbury um, which is who extra have got this weekend as well they have at home and on TV nice yeah on TNT isn't it are you going to meet up with your podcast friends for that one Ian uh, no, I, I, yeah, I could do because Gwen Crabb is uh, Gloucester Harbury in, in Wales. She's from Cardiff in Wales. Well, they're both um, uh, centrally contracted. Have so, you got a new BFF? So Fionn, well, no, we sat down and Fionn was like, uh, she said, oh, I, I'm Welsh, so I'm good, yeah. I played for Worcester, but I'm out of contract at the moment, yeah. She said, guess what position I play? So it was like, oh, and she hadn't said much by then. And I was like, right, okay. Thought she's going to say, oh. so I started a fullback because I thought that's a nice compliment. Whereas I can't get smacked because I've only been there for a few minutes. My wife would already apologise for me about three times, and I think Steve might have already warned them. I quite often get People warnings. Apologise before yeah. you've even walked in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Steve came over and went, "Ah, oh, you met Fat Haskell." Then they went, "Oh my God, we can't unsee that now. It's brilliant." Um, Wishes version of Haskell. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, uh, and Gwen was there. She went, no, good guess though. I was like, oh, is she chopsy? You chopsy? And she went, and Gwen went. I was like nine. She went, oh, yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instantly, <laughs> every nine, like the one thing you need to be is really gobby. Yeah. Um, the bit that gave away, she said she didn't like contact, so it was like, oh, okay. Oh god, so that was like been... my playing days. If I could have come on like the NFL, kicked the ball and gone off again, I'd have been very happy. Yeah. I'd probably been quite you, successful. You also as well. had another another big. Um, rugby profile guest on your table as well um, uh, with, with the, with Gemma so Norton oh, the Gemma. Prop Life yes Gemma from Prop Life with her fiance yeah, I've known Gemma for years so it's like quite weird with her uh, her being a bit of an influencer with her Instagram and her Prop Life stuff yeah she wanted to she, well she wanted to come on the pod as well friend of the pod we're, slow, we're slowly building friends to this pod we are we are, we are. We had they're good ones as well two people from my name is Doddy uh, which is one of the other amazing charities that were there. But yeah, Gwen and Fionn were, were really, really good. Um, uh, good value. Drinking their vodka and lime soda, I think oh, it God. was. And yeah, Is yeah. everybody happy to go off the field now? Let's do it. Yeah. Off, the, off field. the field. See, Finally, see, you've it, come back it, with them. Haven't I got it right? Finally. I've got it right now. Uh, so obviously, um, the, the lure of foreign rugby. So first and foremost, very close to my heart. I love Tony Yap and his sister Jo has had a torrid time at Worcester and she's the new first full-time coach of the Wallaroos. Yeah, big step. Big great. step. Well, yeah. I think great. Australian rugby has become so much richer as it's lost Eddie Jones and gained Joey up. <laughs> yeah. And Japan. Eddie Jones, mate, I am rugby. not going to Japan. <laughs> someone put someone put um, a sequence of clips and it's just Eddie Jones denying, 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 denying. It's brilliant. I knew it was going to happen, obviously, because no, I but, had but, my crystal ball. But I'm just really pleased for Joe because uh, Steve Halsey was another coach at Worcester. And yes. I think he's landed Quinns, hasn't he? He's forwards coach at Quinns now. I do believe he has, yeah. Yeah, go yeah on. I think but, so, yeah. But Joe um, is going to have an opportunity now to set something up in Australia because um, their sevens team is already good. They just won um, in South Africa. Yeah, they, they just did, yeah. broke the hot tub. I did. Did you see that? No. Did this, so so they all got in. So there's um 
in Cape Town, it's like a festival, basically. And everyone's I, trying to everyone's trying to mimic Dubai. So let's make oh, it a, no, an no, amazing. No, thing. I think this is more Hong Kong. Right, okay. Sort of. That's what like, I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're trying to mimic that, and there's loads and loads of stuff going on. Fancy dress, so on and so forth. And at the end of the pitch, there is um, like a, a swimming pool, basically, that people hang out in and watch the the rugby. What better to do when you're in 30 degree heat? So um, Argentina and Australia um, won the, the, the tournament. So I think it's the, the Argentinians get in and then the Australians get in after it. And this swimming pool is what you'd put up in your family back garden. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> yeah. So there's not these tough sides. They're just like fabric sides just built round so, with some wood. And as the, everyone gets in and obviously the water level rises, you can see this split just go boom, straight up the side. Right? <laughs> no so this, this, this swimming pool. pool empties out the back and you can see all these like crew members disappearing with like expensive bits of electricity in their hands. And um, one of the Aussie girls had done her knee and had to jump on the back of one of the girls to get back on the stage to get out of the water. Now, I was nervous about the that. Mo- she had studs on, correct. she's soaking wet and she's got someone who's literally that week done a severe knee injury onto on a, platform. a plastic platform <laughs> I, was, I was watching yes. that with my, my, my fist like, in my mouth oh my god so they need to build a proper pool I've been in its equivalent yeah. in Dubai where it is that's it's an the actual most, pool it's an actual pool that's when actual Dan pool. Parks and Mako took but, me out there but but to tell you up, the most chlorinated pool in the world she's captain England she's coached yeah. um, at the top level and now she's landed an international team far side of the world um, Alan Hubble Day, a fella, is, is big in rugby as well. I don't know if Hubs is going to go with her or she's going to work remote. Um, that's yeah, going to be I'm not sure what one. the details would be. No, of I'm, that. I'm meeting Yappy for a cup of tea. And next Hubs, week. Is, Hubs is a detail man. He loves a stat, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so definitely. drilled. Yeah. It, may, it may well be she brings him in on like some sort of consultancy with the forwards. That would be the way to go. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. No, I remember, I actually remember refereeing Hubs mm. like about 10, 15 years ago in one of my first ever male. Um, matches. One legend. <laughs> one legend. When we met he in was one, so of your, nice to one of your first male games. Oh my God, yeah. Flipping heck. I won't tell Exmouth. that story again. Exmouth Nomads. Boom. No, it's it's amazing appointment for Joe. I actually messaged her um, and said congratulations for it because she's worked so hard in the game and she's climbed up through. She's, she's probably made choices um, that other opportunities have, have come up in the past that, that she wanted to focus on other areas and, and other parts of, of, I guess, life. But this has come up and it's, you know, it's Australia's first opportunity to get a full-time coach in. And mm. they, they showed it in WXV as well. They, they have the ability to beat big teams. And, so and they, I, I would call it again, they wear short shorts. The Australian women's shorts. team wear short shorts. There are some short shorts I'm around. A big fa- I'm a big fan. I roll. I, I roll the waistband on my shorts three times now because I like short shorts. Really? I'm bringing short shorts back. Really. And yep. what's great is uh, Tony Yap, the Chiefs' second leading try score or point, point score scorer of all time, is Fat living in his is living in his sister's <laughs> shadow again. Yes. Yeah. To be honest with you, yes. I, I, I I'll be able to console him because I, I used to have this this influence over my mate Coxie, and now I follow Coxie, and I'll say, look, this is how it, this is what it's like when this when the, the woman natural. in your life starts to take the natural. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, other, gra- other groundbreaking news. Guinness have just announced a record-breaking sponsorship of both men's and women's Six Nations. Yeah, amazing. Which I think, and, and Guinness know how to market rugby um, more so than a, probably any other top-level sponsor. So I'm certainly excited to see what that beholds. 
I am, and I've made a severe investment in Guinness as well, so it's good to see my money's going well. Did you know it's only got 200 calories in? Yeah, I, I th- thought it was the equivalent to like a five-course meal. I thought I thought Guinness was, was more calorific because I'm calorie counting and I had to chop a couple of pints at um, yeah, the dinner on Saturday night. Well, I did well on the first one. Prop Life let us down on the Bose race, though, didn't she? She was oh, no. awful. Yeah, really? if you're listening, Gemma, you were... You need to work on your balls. Woeful. <laughs> we're, we're a three-person three boat yeah. race. So we went against the... the, um, it, was the it was Steve from Rugged Coffee. It was um, Rob from Loose Heads. And it was this farmer that was just kept chopsing at me, going, You're all over paint with you. Oh, no. So I was like, right, come on, oh, let's no. see what you got. So I took the farmer on. He took me down. And then um, by about... by Literally, it was, it was like a, a centile. I mean, it was, it, was, it was two mega beasts chopping pints. It wasn't, we, it wasn't that good. But luckily, I was at the end and nearly got it back, but Gemma was so slow, even I couldn't get that back. No. Even Brendan Rawlings Rapid couldn't do that. So. No, but irrespective, oh, I good. think... Anyway, investment the, the in Guinness The Six Nations brilliant. is going to be really good. very exciting, and it's, it's the first time I've seen men and women promoted together under yeah. the same blanket. Yeah, it's nice to get that alignment, isn't it? I think, I think with the Six Nations, because the women's Six Nations exists separate of the men's, it's, yeah. so it's going to be like a four-month calendar of promotion. Yeah, it does. So it, it sits... And I think, that, to be fair, like as as a company wanting exposure, you're getting some very good exposure there because they're two separate competitions. They're not... They're almost not competing with each other yep. and they're not stealing fans from each other. So um, I think... The, the men's stuff will kick off first. They'll do some really nice promo around that. And then I think it'll segue really nicely into bringing the, the women's game up again another level. And th- you can see from the statement that, that um, Guinness have made. It's one of the fastest, fastest growing parts of, of rugby at the moment. So why wouldn't you jump on the back of that? And I never, I never really understood why they didn't. But uh, I tell you what I'm holding out for is, is when Breitling um, announced their sponsorship for the uh, women's stuff maybe i can get a brightling watch like the men do <laughs> who gets them though because the referees do. referees would always the, get the referees yeah they do, all get a break have you got many have you been presented many watches in your time one is that it tiso yeah, tiso for yeah. european and it doesn't work um, I, had a, I bought i bought a tiso watch once I they're very liked good it. i've kept they're really it nice. I've, I've, I've kept all my watches i've given to my son i don't watches don't matter to me anymore i wear do you know, I mine wear too my brightening lives watch. at home i used to wear it every day and it's yeah. just so massive and clumsy and everything you else. had a what you've got a watch winder as well haven't you you have to have a, a watch winder <laughs> it was from ebay it was really cheap because the proper ones are really expensive <laughs> but yeah and the watch is just sitting there and it spins around and it keeps the watch wound up so you don't have to wind it up and set the time why is there no part of me that's surprised that you have something like that mm-hmm. uh, brad brad's looking at me guys um so while we're coming on with groundbreaking news, the Women's Rugby World Cup is going to kick off somewhere other than Twickenham. I know, the, the Sunderland. far north. So you can't get the much bur- more north, bur- can you? The birthplace of legends, Sunderland. Sunderland. What is it, the, the stadium the of baby. light? I was the biggest baby in East Harrington Hospital when I was born. Uh, why, right. again, why does that not surprise me? Yeah. You weren't going to... You come out like a 12-year-old, you did. I haven't grown since. <laughs> but the stadium are light, and I think there's a real opportunity to get a big crowd in the... Because Darlington are not in the top league anymore, are they? No. So, uh, as, as an out sale are currently the, the, the northernmost team in yep. women's professional rugby. So, to play a game another two hours north of Manchester uh, is a fantastic and brave move. Yeah, have you seen like the spread of the stadiums as well? It's brilliant. It, it's really good, because, really yeah, you, you mix in there, don't you? Because you've got Bath... Uh, and there's some non-rugby stadiums in there in the other areas, aren't they? But I noticed they, they put capacity of, of in excess of 12,000 and they were all like that apart from it was, one, I think, was 8,000. My first experience of a big rugby game was watching the north of England play the All Blacks at Anfield. Oh, wow, so, really? Yeah, I, I still remember it. So so from 
for the next generation of rugby supporter to be able to go to a football stadium, which will know exactly how to put on a game, put it all together, and with a huge promotion, if they get the ticket price right and they get a lot of people in there, that, that's a great thing. And I saw people, so people are never happy. They went all thought Bath should have been in there and Gloucester. It's like, well, no, they didn't put well, I the, don't think the you can. effort so, into it. Well, no, I don't think you can for Gloucester because I believe as part of the World Cup tender, you can't have artificial pitches. There's some, I, I, I think, and I'd love that to be true. No, I, th- Coxie, I think you're it is. rugby. Do your research. Well, I, I, I can't say that I research artificial pitches. She's not researched about games. Not researched about Jesus, pitches. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the amount of effort Chris and I put into researching Honestly, stuff? Honestly, it's <laughs> ridiculous. You've, you've let yourself down. You let wife, the side down. My wife's on the cusp of leaving me the amount of rugby I watch. <laughs> uh, she's not really she loves me she's not, not, she's not on the opposite of love is, is is hate and we're going to in the bin um, Sale were playing Aviron Bayonnaise Sale Munster were playing Aviron Bayonnaise in uh, Munster in Limerick and there was a bit of a fracas on the side of the pitch and a fan grabbed hold of a rugby player is this just another uh, symptom of the growing acceptance of violence around our sport how did you see it? I saw it was a drunken Irishman. Just thought, how, how did you see it? How did it come to your attention? Uh, it was on social media. On Twitter or Twitter? Yeah, there you I've go. Actually t- I've actually, I've actually removed the Twitter app from my phone, so now I have to go onto my browser to type in Twitter to get to Twitter to try and stop me looking at it. Because Elon Musk, I even, somebody actually put. Um, they got five boxes of celebrations and they separated the sweets out and went, oh, look, you get 80, uh, 17% Mars bar, 18% map bounty. And they measured it out. And I, I tweeted, I said, Elon Musk, this is the content I live for. I don't want to see people fighting. and I don't want to see disagreements and violence because it's affecting me. Please give me more of this ridiculous content. They should take the bounties out. And that's until the bounties are in the end and my kids have stolen everything else and I'm just left with one. Don't and blame I, it on your kids. And it's I, you. And I eat one and then I go, bounties are amazing. And I eat like the eight that are left. That's there, only because that's all great. that's left. You're yeah. so hungry and you've had a snack accident <laughs> did you, again. Did you see, <laughs> did you see the, 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 carrying on with the, back to the, the, the in the bin, so, in you, the bin, because these are things we need to be rid of. Did you see the Turkish Football referee. Oh yes. now, my god. Yeah, and do you know what his, his thing was? What was it? I only wanted to go on and spit on him. I didn't mean to punch him. <laughs> so what is going there was, on? There was what? a very there was a very hot take on Twitter that said all these rugby referees are retiring because some random bloke on Twitter's giving him a hassle. You need to go referee <laughs> in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but he justified it. It's his eye. He justified it. I was only going to go and spit on him, and instead I accidentally punched him. Great Horrendous. work. So the thing like that, when you've got you know mayonnaise and Munster playing, they're right next to the, 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 the hoardings there. That's been going on for years, this stuff there. Someone filmed it, went like this, and wanted to get some hatred. It's just the press. It's just someone looking for a story, something amazing. I don't think it's any worse than it is. Um, it's great that all this hatred, that World Rugby, or the... the um, the technology is being used to protect the referees and everything else, and let's just leave it in the bin with Twitter with everything else. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because you you do get on receiving end of stuff. Uh, you know, I've had coins thrown, I've had beer thrown. Luckily, <laughs> you know, referee, we're like, yeah, get in it. <laughs> yeah. She drank the beer. It doesn't the need beer, the coins because the butler picks them up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been escorted off off the pitch before by security. Um, it's what in France it was. Oh yeah, yeah, the French are crazy, aren't they? 
That's a different type oh, the, the, of crowd, the, the, that is. I'm going to come back to the, 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 the cheese game. Was the band playing in Toulon? Did you hear the band playing? Unbelievable. I love that. Unbelievable. And this is, Have you ever been to Toulon Stadium? Yes. It's I went, amazing. I went, I went the last time. Yeah, did you? Oh, famous, it's amazing. Well, I can't get out and tell you a famous weekend with my mate Joe Hammond. Oh, my God. On the we back streets of Nice. Ten oh, years good. ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Munster coming up this week, and Munster have got their crazy band. Who? Munster. Munster. Are they a German band? Uh, no, my dad was born in Munster they, in Germany. They are my favourite band. So that's why Munster. I go say Munster in German because it's all Munster. Yeah, they play the umpa music. Munster. Yeah, Munster. Such a great team. Sorry. Monster. There like, you go. There's certain, things, there's certain things Ian can't say. Ian, tell me about the orange-haired ape. What are they called? Orangutan. <laughs> it's an orangutan. It's, it's natural thing. It's not... It's you go, well, you can't say bath, bath, and all those things. So yeah, don't start on that. Yeah, but Ian, go, Ian goes to the forest of I'm Borneo. I'm with him on that Ian's one. Ian's in the forest of Borneo, and they're like, hello, we're, we're looking around, look at all these animals. And Ian goes, look, an orangutan. <laughs> Why? Why can you not say that? And look, there's an orangutan in its natural environment. But it's when you switch from that back to, like, proper English. Oh, <laughs> What's wrong hey. with you? Uh, quite a lot. We haven't got long enough. The pod's no, only we haven't got long enough. Brad, Brad the Rugby God's looking at me and he's saying, look, guys, we've had a very enjoyable pod today. We've got our Christmas special coming up next week where we're going to have loads of guests that Coxie's going to get because the ones that I've suggested are old and rusty. You're old and rusty. Yeah, they're, they're You're old and rusty. Like, I'm going to go and face Coxie down in the gym now and it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to drop a weight on your foot. Uh, and you, so hopefully you will join us for episode 20 coming out on Friday of next week, which will don't do... Oh, temporal bias. I've done so well. Wow. Sorry, brother, rugby god. We're keeping that in because it's me getting it wrong once again. But this has been episode 19. Sarah, do you have any other business for the listeners? No, I do. In their thousands, which we are. We are now over thousands of listeners, which is great. Ian? No, but I'm just excited by everything today. <laughs> you are very excitable, like a little puppy. Like a, like a little orangutan. dog. I know. <laughs> it's because I've made friends and everything's social at the moment. I'm out Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Oh, yeah. yeah we social. Are. Yeah, you're not out Friday night, are you? Yeah. Might you be, might you be a surprise guest? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. No. no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because I've just broken a matter. secret. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with cliques unless you're not in them. Yes, done. We're in a cool clique, and that's it. <laughs> and Thank you're you very not. much for listening to Two Locks and a Cox. Two multiplied by ten plus one. We are done. Two Locks and a Cox from Devon's Radio X with X Communicate Media and Presentation Training and Team Building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X Communicate.